0: You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Oz Pro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. I'd like to remind you that he is not a doctor. therapist and this is the Always Moto podcast episode 29 we're getting through these episodes these days getting high up in the numbers we're we hit Andrew Short or Michael Mosman for those uh younger non-acquainted uh experienced uh AMA followers uh so I'm as always I'm your host David Hogan uh welcome to the emergency department as always we go through all things injuries in moto here in the emergency department Uh, because hashtag injuries are a part of moto unfortunately that's how it is in this sport you don't get into it for we're not playing tiddlywinks we know there's risk involved as as you all should know by now if you are riding a dirt bike this week on the show we'll be covering all things injuries heading into the final round of the 2022 lucas oil pro motocross championship that will be happening this weekend at parlor raceway Uh, along with an update in the Always Moto Fantasy League over there on Pulp MX Fantasy. Uh, It's last round coming down. Obviously, there's one more prize for the round win this week, Uh, and then we'll also be giving away all of those uh, overall championship place getters, Uh, so the top three. So a bit happening there in the Always Moto Fantasy League. And also on the show this week... Uh, We've had a little interview with a privateer, Blaine Silvera, about his multiple injuries that he's had since his debut, particularly the things that are currently keeping him out. Uh, And we'll have that for you later in the podcast episode. So another good show coming your way, Moto fans. Stick around. There's plenty of good listening. Uh, And as always, the Always Moto podcast is brought to you by... Da-da-da. It's brought to you by me. It's Always Moto. I bring you the show and I need your support to keep this going. We have our merch, our t shirts. They're available, they're for sale. We've had a few sales. It's been awesome. Thank you for the support, guys and girls out there. Uh, but we need more support of the show. Please get involved and buy a t shirt, rock it at your local race, uh, and get people talking about the Always Moto podcast. Our t shirts are $25 plus postage and handling. That's in Australian dollars, people. Uh, And they are a black t-shirt with a big Always Moto logo front and center. So show your support uh, of the podcast and get a shirt. You can get that by emailing us at alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com. Put t-shirt order in the subject line. Send us the size, your address, so that we can work out the postage costs uh, because the shirts are $25 plus postage and handling. Uh, And then we can then organize the payment via our PayPal setup. Uh, or, or alternatively send me a dm on instagram we can still get it through done that way we just need that same information so please guys and girls get involved support the show buy a shirt it means a lot to us but we got the show coming up here just in just a second so stick around for the uh, all the good info heading into this final round uh, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll get straight into the emergency department list i'm Brayton carroll riding for team tcd and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. All right, guys and girls, let's jump straight into the emergency department injury list of who's in and who's out for the final round, uh, round 12 of pro motocross in the AMA series, and it's going to be run at parlor. So it's an inter- interesting series. It's coming down to the wire for the 450 class at least. Uh, the Eli Tomac Chase Sexton battle is pretty damn tight. There's only a single point between them. Uh, and it's basically whoever wins gets this uh, done, almost, at least. Uh, so if, if Chase goes 1-1, he wins, obviously. Uh, if Tomac goes 1-1, he wins, obviously. But if they go 1-2-2-1 and they split that, they both get the same results. Uh, it's down to Eli as a winner based on Moto Wins. So Eli, uh, so Eli can go 1-2-2-1, but uh chase definitely needs to go one one to make this happen and that's if they you know purely both get one one two results for both motos so it'll be interesting to see how that works out and if they can just basically move to the front and if anybody is interested in battling any of them or if they're just basically going to move over for the two of them and let them go you know at it head to head uh you know out in front by themselves so it'll be interesting to watch that aspect obviously in the 250 front jet lawrence has pretty much got this thing done he just has to pretty much finish Moto1 uh, in a reasonable point scoring position and he's done. Uh, the interesting part will be whether what's Hunter Lawrence up to and whether he will be actually trying to get anything or if he can get anything back on Joe Shimoda to try and beat him for second in the series. But it looks at this point that Joe will probably be getting second unless there's a, a really good run from Hunter and a bad run from Joe. So we'll have to see how that plays out. So there's a few things still left to watch, at least in terms of the race results. But just touching on some other things injury-wise or not injury, but you know, health and injury-wise before we get into the list as such, it's interesting that in 2022, we haven't really had that Epstein-Barr conversation yet. Uh, there's been no real report of any rider really having any issues with Epstein-Barr this year, which is quite interesting because in the last few years, we've had you know, five or so guys in each year having the virus and having issues and having to sit the season out for, you know, extensive periods of time. One that jumps to mind from last year is Seth Hamaker. Uh, he was in and out of the series for quite some time battling issues with that uh, over the last you know, few years that he actually ended up bringing from him, you know, from him being an amateur into the pro ranks and missed a fair bit of last season. So it's just interesting that there's been no real mention of that this year. I wonder why that could be. Has it been that there, it's been a cooler, cooler summer for these guys? Have they reduced their workloads during the week to try and prevent fatigue and, and, and you know, built up uh, exhaustion? Is it just the fact that it just wasn't there in the first instance? Are these guys just finally conditioned to the level that they need to be? There's a few issues with, you know, with what has actually caused these things. And in lots of cases, they don't know. Maybe they finally picked up a substance, a a supplement to, to, to offset what they're losing in these times. Are they taking more recovery time after the race? Are they just getting home quicker? Are they taking better flights on the way home? Or in fact, actually, you know, more direct flights that then prevent them from having to do like, you know, multiple stops that then cause red eye flights, all those sorts of things. Have they just got a better schedule? You don't know. We don't know these things. But it's just interesting to me that that hasn't come up hardly at all this year Um, because I've been running since, you know, the last few years while we were doing these posts, I created a hashtag that uh, the motovirus, as in Epstein-Barr as being the motovirus, but I I haven't really got to use it this year because there's been no Epstein-Barr cases that have come to light, at least that we know of anyway. So just an interesting point there that I thought I'd point out as we were doing the uh, injury list this time around. So a couple of things else to find out as well. Um, we're listening to some other information this, this week uh, over from uh, Pulp MX, and they are talking about uh, Freddie Noren's injuries. And I found it interesting that he was talking about the fact that he couldn't feel the gear shift and his foot was dropping uh, and that's to do with his back injury. Now, for those that don't know, that foot drop is a neurological symptom. It comes about from when the nerve that's coming out of your back at the L5 level actually uh, L5-S1 level is actually impacted by the bone and it's being compressed and it causes that in that altered input to the nerve which then controls the muscles of that area of the foot and you actually just have it drop as in the foot will literally drop and you can't control it because the nerve has been pressed at that point and it's, it's just gone into spasm. It's, it's switched off essentially. So the only way to fix those things is a little bit of core control but at a certain point, the the foramen, that where the which is, which is the hole in the vertebrae that the nerve comes out of from the spinal cord, and if that foramen gets closed down enough, it can actually um, impact a lot onto that nerve and basically compress it the whole time, not just with extended, you know, reaching end of range of motion. Um, so then the only way to fix it is then they actually have surgery where they basically drill that hole out bigger, uh, so they open it up. To give space to that nerve. So, and that's probably something that if Freddie Noren keeps having these issues um, into the off season, once, once he's done for, I believe he'd probably be writing for the Swedish team for M- MX of nations. If once that's complete, he's still having these issues. I dare say he'll be going in and getting that tidied up um, to try and give him space through that frame and, to then allow that foot drop to stop happening, and then he can actually stop running that weird gearing that they were talking about, that means that he doesn't have to shift gears as often. So it's obviously on the left side because it's going down the left leg. So that's just an interesting one for him. Now, if he does have that surgery, that's about a six to eight week recovery time frame, um, and he'll have a lovely little scar straight on the back of his, on his lower back. You, you know, If he's got a tramp stamp, he'll be cutting that in half, basically. So that's where that wound will be for him. Next on our list, let's jump straight down into it now. So let's talk through the injuries. Michael Moseman, number 29 from that Troy Lee Designs Red Bull Gas Gas. uh, He's injured again, unfortunately. He had a crash at Ironman. We believe there's a neck injury there, but there's no confirmed details from the team or Michael. And this goes to my conversation on when we spoke about Michael's crashes from Millville uh, or crash from Millville, I should say that he, he doesn't give out the best information on himself and the team sort of goes quiet on his information as well about the injury. So we don't get details until after the fact and we don't even get sort of details of when he's coming back too much either. So at this stage, I believe they're still investigating that injury and that's going to take probably another week before it's confirmed and then we might not actually hear too much about Michael at all this off season until we see him back riding, which probably won't be until about that November time period. So he'll have plenty of time to recover. But look, he's out for this weekend at parlor. Joey Cervacci has popped up a lovely Instagram story. If you're listening to this quickly, you'll be able to jump on his Instagram page and check out that image of his foot. He's had a foot injury. He's had a crash at Ironman. He also reportedly uh, had some blood coming from his nose. So I believe he's done something there, whether it's just a laceration or he actually broke the nose as well. We're not sure. But his foot injury is well and truly bruised and colorful. And that's going to be quite painful. And that's why he won't be racing this weekend at parlor So his fill-in stint with that Monster Energy Kawasaki is up now and he will be probably focusing on getting himself fit and healthy. I believe he's racing a Kawasaki in the World Supercross Series, but we'll be waiting for all these, all these team announcements and stuff. Obviously, for the AMA contracts, they will come up at October 1st. But for these World Supercross teams where they're going to be riding these events, I dare say they're doing the polite thing at this stage and once the AMA races are done this weekend, I would not be surprised if you see a whole bunch of rider announcements and team announcements for the World Supercross from these American-based riders uh, that aren't doing motocross of nations to, you know, you'll be seeing all these team announcements next week basically Uh, and I dare say Joey will be on one of those lists at some point. Uh, So that's Joey's update. Levi Kitchen, number 59 on that Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha 250 bike. Uh, he came back for Ironman last week from that wrist injury that he had from that midweek crash before Millville. Uh, but unfortunately, he's still been dealing with some pain in that and was able to race the motos, but they've decided it was too much and not worth it for this final round. So he will be taking parlor 2 off and basically getting himself fully rehabbed, ready to go for Supercross in 2023. Gavin Towers number 532 he made his pro debut at Ironman this past weekend for the Rock River Manluck Yamaha. Now interestingly enough the team PR came out and didn't really give any information away in terms of his even his result for the race uh, for the moto that he did complete or sort of partially complete. But uh, there was no information in there. But we understand he's got a knee injury and he's undergoing further investigation. We don't have details on that. Well, let's hope it's not too serious. But it, you know, if it's an ACL, well, that's not fantastic timing for him. That would probably put him out of basically even making a um, pro debut in Supercross the coming season uh, because he probably wouldn't be ready in time. It's usually a sort of five to six-month recovery. And that would put him right at the start or even past the start of, the East Coast, if they run second this year coming up, so it's an interesting one for Gavin. Hopefully, it's a you know just a minor bruising or something of the joint, but you have to wait and see. It could be it could be a bit of a rough one for him. But if that's the case, I dare say you would just see him back on the bike uh, at Pro Motocross next year. And an update from Austin Black, also number three seven seven from the AEO Power Sports team, came through this week. Uh, trying to get Austin on the podcast in the near future. He has had multiple issues this year and he has pulled the pin on this final round and just to give himself a chance to recover as well. No announcement or plans for him, but I dare say you'll see him at some point during Supercross in 2023. Alex Martin, number 26 on that club, MX Yamaha, uh, didn't race at Ironman. Uh, It was a bit of a late notification there, but he had a uh, shoulder dislocation during the week and was unable to race. This is his final season. He's announced his retirement, so he's going to try and race this final round at parlor. I probably won't be picking him in fantasy, and I would probably just keep an eye on how he goes, but it probably won't be his best result for the year, but he's trying to make an attempt to be out there, despite the fact he's only a week or so from um, dislocating that shoulder. Now, in normal sense, if he doesn't need any surgery for that shoulder, he would be re- recovered in sort of that two- to six-week range um, once he did some rehab, uh, if he does need surgery, he would be out for about three months. Look at his brother who recently had surgery for a dislocated shoulder and he's been out for three or so months before he got back on the bike. Now, given that Alex isn't going to be making a return in 2023 because he'll be retired, uh, he has open time frame on what he needs to do just so long as he keeps his troll training business going, basically. So uh, hopefully good luck for Alex with this weekend and obviously future endeavors, but uh, hopefully there's nothing too serious there that he doesn't have to get any work done. Uh, it'd be a shame to finish the career out, you know, getting surgery basically. Dylan Ferrandis, number one from that Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha. The defending champs had a rough go this year. He obviously came back for a couple of rounds and then got uh, bam-bammed, or at least bam-bammed to some degree. It wasn't as bad as it seemed on those uh, videos, and but uh, Dylan has obviously copped a bit of a knock when he's had that run in uh, and unfortunately tweaked his back, I believe and won't be racing this final round at parlor. And that will be in an effort to make sure that he is fully fit and healthy for the motocross of nations for the France team. So he'll be getting ready for that over the next few weeks. And that's basically the updates at this stage, guys. There's obviously still all the, all the injuries uh, that we've listed previously on previous shows. Uh, obviously, Corolli uh, is still trying to get ready for motocross of nations. Um... We saw, too, that obviously Marshall Welton made it to the track last round. We weren't sure if he was going to for that Twisted T HEP Suzuki. He managed to get out, and he will be out and about for that final round as well, and that will be his end of his fill-in for the team. We've seen that Phil Nicoletti has been out and about, and he's out of a cast, and he will be getting prepped ready with that um, announcement for him uh, to be at um, the World Supercross Series as well. Uh, so good for him and then there's been no other news from any of the other guys um adam sincerula has gone completely quiet uh on his social media but it seems that he's been back on the bike but whether (laughs) whether he's just hiding from the world for a while i did see here that he was sick and went to commentate uh one of the rounds but they had when they had brock lover back in uh, i think that was last weekend so he was meant to be there uh, but wasn't able to be, so that's part of where he's at. Hopefully we start seeing some more from Adam in the next few weeks once the motocross series is done and see him you know, putting in the effort and, and getting back to fully healthy, fully fit, fully race ready to go. I really want to see a good effort from Adam uh, in 2023 Supercross and outdoors, but it'd just be nice to see him complete a full season and potentially reach some of that... Um, You know, the heights that he should be getting to. I'd really love to see him get pull off a win in the Supercross just to finally tick off some of those boxes because he's more than capable. All right, and I believe that's the end of our emergency department list for this AMA motocross series. Now... Whilst we have the upcoming Motocross of Nations, World Supercross and Australian Supercross, we will be continuing the podcast as best we can during this time. Um, I'm going to have some of my own injury um, surgical things going on in the next few weeks as well. So I'll be working around that as well. Uh, And as you know, you guys and girls that have been listening for a while now, you've heard that update from myself about my crash about, about nine weeks now. Uh, but I've still got some things going on that we've got to get sorted out, and so we can be back and back and ready to go, um, fully fit and healthy for for next year as well. Uh, be, that's on my radar as well. So, but we'll be trying to get some coverage of any injuries that happen in those other three series that are coming up, uh, and Motocross of Nations. We're I, mean, I include that as a series, but it's basically just the weekend. So we'll, we'll update anything that happens after that. We'll also keep continuing. We're going to have some podcasts coming through that are non-race related, we're going to be doing, trying to check in with some people from the industry in terms of, uh, you know, product releases, um, different, different bikes uh, and all those sorts of weird and wonderful things that we can talk about uh, during the off-season, we've also reached out to a couple of riders to see if they would like to talk about their, you know, mid-week recoveries and training sessions to see if we can get some insight into what these guys are doing week to week while it's the off-season. So hopefully some interesting content coming through in the next few weeks, guys. Um, we'll try and keep you up to date with uh, when they're coming out. So stay up on our Instagram page, but hopefully you'll have some content from us to keep you busy during your weeks when the racing dies down so you'll still have your podcasts, you know, across to, something to listen to on the podcast, not just, you know, get left in the dark. So that's the injury list for the emergency department this week um, and we'll be just taking a quick break and we'll jump back straight with the Always Moto Fantasy Talk. Hey, this is Addison Emery. I'm riding for the Somnium Race Team, and this is the Always Moto Podcast. All right, guys and girls, we're back after that short break there. Hope you got a bit out of that list there from the emergency department and the injuries heading into this final round here at parlor So we're going to jump into the Always Moto Fantasy talk now. We are obviously playing this game over on Pulp MX Fantasy. Uh, And if you're not part of the league, I don't know why you're not because we're giving away prizes to people left, right and centre it seems and they are doing absolutely nothing but picking a reasonable team to get those prizes. So get involved. We're going to have hopefully a few more things in the works for next year's Supercross season, but stay tuned for that. We're almost here done through with this final round for the motocross. So let's head into this final round. Uh, We'll give you... I'm going to give you the update of who won last week, which was actually uh, three laps down, which is uh, Clinton Fowler. He does all the stats for the NBC promotion guys uh, and the TV coverage. You might know him, you might not. If you don't, you should be following him on, on his uh, Instagram page or his, or his uh, Twitter page. Uh, he's three laps down, as in the number three and laps down. Um, and he provides a great amount of information there on his uh, Instagram page for different stats across the, you know, how many ra- races riders have done, their win streaks, their laps, leads, all those sorts of cool details. But he has somehow managed to pull off the win in last week's Fantasy League because he's been having an absolute shocker um, <laughs> in other rounds, it seems. But he did really well at Ironman. So he won with a score of 500 for the round and he cleared the rest of the field by a good uh, 21 points. So well done, Clinton. Uh, And we've reached out about your prize that is for the $200 store credit at Coastal Motorcycle Centre. Uh, and just a reminder, guys and girls, with all these prizes, um, unfortunately, we've got some obviously international players. Not unfortunately. Fortunately, we have international players. But unfortunately, our uh, so far, our um, sponsored partners are all Australian-based. And obviously, when we're talking about potentially buying a tyre or something from uh, Coastal Motorcycle Centre, we have to have you guys cover the postage on those aspects at this stage. Hopefully next year we'll be able to change that, but we'll, for now postage is at potentially at your expense for those prizes, so just an FYI. Now, series overall, heading into the last round, we have a pretty decent lead for Digit975. Uh, he's got just, what, about 80-odd points lead over um, Phil Zubb. And then in third place we have MX Goat who is only just uh, six, seven points, eight points behind uh, Phil Zub. So there's a tight race there for second and third, or oh, and even fourth. GMC 230 is only 19 points back out of third place. So it looks like the top three, four are pretty well set unless J Plant 95 in fifth has a massive round and the other guys above him have a shocker, but. Uh, we'll have to see how these guys and girls here uh, get on into this final round, and if they can maintain their first, second, and third positions. Now, a reminder for those positions: the overall prizes are going to be a five hundred dollar uh, store credit. A five hundred dollars. Oh geez, I stuffed that up. Good. A five hundred dollar store credit with Coastal Motorcycle Center will be the first position second place will be a, a set of uh, knee brace socks from goat brand mx and third place prize will be a casual wear um, pack from false neutral industries and we still haven't had too many people sharing your team and tagging the sponsors there is a hundred dollar store credit up for grabs to add into that so Look, digit nine seven five. If nothing else, you are leading this pack out. If you win the overall prize, if you share the post a couple of times, you're gonna add a hundred bucks to your overall prize, so you get six hundred instead if you go for it. So why doesn't somebody else jump in get that hundred dollar prize? Uh, you, it's very easy to do. You just need to um, share your team and tag always moto coastal motorcycle center goat brand mx and false neutral industries um, on yours on that post so that we see it. Uh, and then we, can, then you might be the one that gets picked out as the uh, $100 prize winner for that particular thing. So we appreciate the the sponsors, Goat Brand MX, False Nutri Industries and Coastal Motorcycle Centre for being involved in our league this year. It's been fantastic to have that support and prizes. Hopefully they'll be sticking around for next year. We'll have to start chatting that conversation shortly with the season ending here. But so far, so good uh, with our season this year. Now, I thought I'd do a little bit extra this week Um I've been able to check out the my team and so far for the, for the final round. I've already put in some early tips, so I thought I'd let you guys in on what I'm thinking, and I've been doing absolutely shit, so I wouldn't pick any of the ones that I've <laughs> picked out potentially. Hopefully, we're in for a better week, but we'll see how we go. In the 250 class, I've gone with Hunter Lawrence as my all-star. I thought he was a pretty reasonable pick here at Parler. He's done reasonably well in the past, and he's got a handicap of three. After last week's massive get-off, uh, I've picked Hayden Deegan with a handicap of 10. At that crash point, he was running 11th, and I expect he would do a lot better at parlor and I've obviously a lot better being his second race in, so I'm hoping that 10 handicap pulls off for us. Uh, I've also picked Luca Marsalisi. Uh, he's from the Rock River team. Um, he is number 18, oh, sorry, 18 handicap, now, let me just check something. I think I might have just remembered that he actually had something pop up in the team press release for his particular... Uh, hold on. I'm going through the notes here as quick as I can. No, I don't think he is. I'll have to double-check that. But I feel like there was something in that team press release from the Rock River guys about Luca. So we'll double-check that. He might be coming off my team. And then I've also picked Ryder De Francesco. He's got a six handicap. Again, for some reason, I feel like he'll do better at parlor. Uh, just maybe knowing the track better and I feel like that six handicap with a few people getting a bit uh, heat affected or whatever he might break that top 10 he has been running high and just dropping off towards the end of the motors and obviously if you haven't already heard the motors are reduced by five minutes this week due to the potential heat that's coming for parlor so that's the 250 team. My 450 team, I've gone with Christian Craig. He's, an all, he's my all-star. He's um, five handicap. And Christian has made the podium at parlor plenty of times before. Uh, when I say plenty, I think it's twice. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. But I expect him to do really well this final round uh, with a point to prove. It's his local home race. Uh, and just that five looks pretty pretty juicy for a um, 50 points from an all-star. I've also gone with Marshall Welton at um, at six handicap. I've gone with Vincent Lahovi at a 13 handicap. And I've popped down for the time being Jace Kessler with an 18 handicap. I've swung for the fence with those last two guys there. Um, so I'm not sure they'll stay on there, but we'll have to have a look when uh, it gets closer to uh, lockout. Now, I have also gone for a first lap, uh, first first of the finish line uh, with... Uh, for the 250 class, I've gone with Justin Cooper, and in the 450 class, I've gone with Ken And Now, they're not exactly shocking picks, but I figured I'm going to go all out this weekend and see if I can get a overall win in both league and maybe get a prize in the uh, Pulp MX side of things. So look, we'll see. I'll, I'm going to have to review this because I've done really crappily in the last few weeks, but hopefully we can get a bit more More sorted out here um, with this final round, and then we can probably pick it up again next year because it's been a shocker for me since I've had my injury. I haven't been able to pick things as properly as I would like. Anyway, that is the Always Moto Fantasy League here on Pulp MX Game. So make sure you get involved. Follow those... Follow those uh, sponsors for our league, um, Coastal Motorcycle Centre, Goat Brand MX, and False Nutrient Industries. And a reminder, you can't win a prize if you're not following those three pages. So make sure you're following those for those top three, four guys that we mentioned there before. It's worth your while. All right, guys and girls, quick break here, and we'll be back with the interview uh, that we mentioned earlier from Blaine Silvera. Hey, this is Caden
1: Amrine, writing for monster energy luke soil ktm team tetter racing and you're listening to the always moto podcast
0: all right guys and girls now joining us on the always moto podcast we've got a rider who has disappeared for a couple of months with injury uh he's joining us to talk about where things are up to for him now it's blaine silvera how you doing blaine
1: what's happening man pleasure to be on here
0: yeah appreciate the time and and just it always sucks to be interviewing you guys when it's due to an injury but i appreciate that you're coming on and and filling us in on what's happening and hopefully it's not too painful for you to talk through it
1: no 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 biggie man
0: yeah no definitely it's all part of it isn't it unfortunately for moto
1: yeah, yeah. You don't choose dirt bikes if you're scared about hospitals and getting hurt, I guess, huh? <laughs>
0: That's very true. Very true. And if you don't have an insurance policy to cover you. So, yeah, you don't, they don't want to pin yeah, the motor Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so what um what's been happening with yourself i think the last time most people would have, have heard heard of something of blaine was back in supercross maybe in february-ish um what's been happening since then?
1: Uh, yeah yeah i think the last time i raced was uh seattle supercross and uh maybe it was march april-ish but okay. yeah i've been on a on a six string of injuries lately um shoot almost going back three years now i've kind of been <laughs> stuck hurt okay um The first the first one that set it off is uh so I raced my rookie year in twenty nineteen and then uh twenty twenty I was back in Raynards um doing supercross prep before the season and I I just ended over Dragon's Back, broke my hand, knocked myself out, like trash that season. So I pretty much missed all twenty twenty, which is the covid year. And then uh twenty one, going into supercross, fit, ready. I crashed, like barely tipped over. And, like, I had some weird deal with my hip where I, like, I couldn't bicycle and I couldn't lift. And it yeah. was, so I raced. And it was just kind of, like, so-so, whatever. And then I ended up going to the doctor for it. And uh, they they pretty much said I had FAI, which is, like, femoral. <laughs> something impingement basically means my hips are pointy and they don't fit in my pocket correctly.
0: yeah yeah that's the that's the general um, so, understanding but it's femoral, yeah, femoral acetabulum yeah. impingement syndrome yeah it's, yeah there um, you
1: go there you go yeah <laughs> so yeah you need to go to college to say those words
0: <laughs> most of the time yeah yeah they're not exactly easy yeah yeah so, but so,
1: um so uh that was um 2020, so I raced, it was kind of trash, I was was so, so mediocre, found out I had the hip thing, had it fixed right away on my right hip, or no, this was my left hip, so I got that good, six months of recovery, pretty much four months off the bike, four months of nothing, and then I came back, raced three supercrosses, broke my ankle, and then, uh, after that, got back on the bike. Was planning to do a couple outdoor races. Fell over again, tore my right labrum and oh. ended up having to get my right my right hip reconstructed. So, that's where we're at now.
0: Oh, ah, also awesome. So, two
1: two hip reconstructions in a year and a uh, broken ankle.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, just a couple of things there. And then they're not exactly minor either those <laughs> those things either.
1: Yeah, it's really random, man. Like, not even big crashes, just falling over. And then, yeah, the pointy hips poked through my labrum, and then my labrums are tore up. I think I had three pokes in one, and then, like, one's huge gash in the other one. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Healing from that.
0: The hip things are a pain in the ass, too, that that, that FAI syndrome. Yeah, man, they're just
1: uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like, you can't sleep, and you can't sleep on your stomach, you can't roll over, and then, yeah, I just got off crutches yesterday, actually, so I'm pumped. Well, that's My a armpits start. are pumped.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, the armpits are yeah. flogging you when you're on crutches, it's not, not, not <laughs> yeah, fun at do, all. man. Uh, yes so where are you up to then with that like if you've just got off the crutches are you like we're what uh, so three I'm four about weeks off or, three or out?
1: three weeks out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i would be three weeks uh tomorrow actually
0: okay Yep.
1: so uh i got another yeah probably about two weeks of laying low and then uh start building from there pt stuff
0: Mm. So the ankles Probably are bite, they sorted yeah. now. Like, is the ankle sorted and it's not a problem, or is it?
1: Uh, no, I, I I haven't even gone to the doctor for it, honestly. <laughs> okay. Since uh, I mean, I mean, it's good enough. I was riding on it. the The fracture's gone. The fracture's good. Like, I, I think I got some ligament damage, but. What motorcycle rider doesn't, right?
0: Well, yeah, it's a bit different from like a, you know, a footy sport it, it, or something yeah. where you got to transfer from side to side off just your ankles, you know, so yeah. it's a bit different in that sense.
1: It's not terrible, it's just a little cankily. of <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's probably not pretty but yeah anyway so all right so it's good yeah. enough but yeah so then the, so yeah the hip, i'm no foot model the, but no so the hip is the main yeah issue yeah now. the
1: hip things are the main deal yeah so now they're both fixed i I had a great doctor actually uh dr kramer he did like he did Stu's wrist like when he crashed oh, yeah. and uh he did kelly slater's hips i guess kelly slater had a FAI. so yep
0: yep and that'd be he's, bad he's a real
1: deal like Yeah, my left hip is, like, super good, honestly. Like, it was better than, like, what I was born with. So, just kind of a waiting game now.
0: So, how long – so, that was last year, wasn't it, the left hip, you said? So, it's been been functioning for a a good while now?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had that August fourth of last year and then I had this one on August tenth of this year.
0: <laughs> Just keeping it all in the run run roughly rough area there. Yeah, yeah
1: keep it keep it similar, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. Well at least it gives you a bit of time. Obviously you ain't, it, we, we sent we tend to see all these sorts of surgeries in that sort of rough period where you've got enough time to be ready to do some prep for supercross. So yeah. it's always this this later part of the year. So yeah, it's um
1: yeah yeah it seems to be like that but yeah, what can you do
0: yeah exactly uh so so um plans then for like obviously some a lot of pt coming up and and some prep work but have you have you thought about the the return to the bike yet what's on the cards there
1: see i'm i'm itching is, is the problem like <laughs> i want it so bad but i like really have to back myself off so Right now, I'm telling myself like, no, no, but I'm sure like we get like three, three months in, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'm racing A1. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's, usual, that's usually how we usual go. Race like, mentality, last, last, last year, actually, I separated my shoulder between my hip and my ankle last year, but so I rode, I probably rode like two weeks of supercross and then just jumped in and race. Yeah. So like I, I'm, I don't know, I'm pretty keen to just saying screw it, ride.
0: You know it's um you know if you've done it enough you know enough prep sometime before you can do these things it's when you've never really done supercross before it like, becomes an issue so
1: yeah like i don't know i, I just want to race so bad dude sucks so, it's so bad being hurt yeah
0: it's not a great it's, time it's in just life, been but... like a,
1: it's been a constant like four years of just like digging out of a rut but i don't know man <laughs>
0: So have you had so like in terms of like a bike or something? Have you got something lined up then to get back to in in sort of probably two um, months time? So months? yeah,
1: some my, my Suzuki deals like that. That's my bikes. Like I bought them, so sure. yeah, I got two. I got two fresh these two fifty Fs with like six hours on them, ready to go. <laughs> so yeah, whenever we're ready
0: yeah right okay well that's that's a good thing at least they haven't changed really too so it's not like you have to get a new, new model for them <laughs> no
1: no yeah oh that's uh, put that, some new tires on that bad boy we'll go racing
0: yeah you're good to go yeah maybe a new sticker kit you see look like something's changed yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh that's awesome so so what um have you got all these things lined up in terms of um physio and stuff or where are you at with, with with doing those sorts of things you're just uh, waiting for the clearance from yeah. the doctor
1: so, so I'm cleared. I have my PT referral. I just got yesterday, and uh yeah, no, I don't have really anything lined up. The so thing.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: sure. I so last time I went to, uh I was driving four hours to go to physical therapy because, oh, like, pretty much where I live, there's there's really nothing, man. Like, it's I'd be better off kind of sitting at home doing it myself.
0: Yeah, right. So, so uh, whereabouts are you? In, I in don't. The world? I'm
1: just. I'm uh, I'm near Fresno, California. Yeah. So like I'm I'm directly between Hangtown and Glen Helen basically.
0: Oh, okay. So you're right, out in that right, m- right in, in that... the middle of the state. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the sort of, right middle up, of nowhere there, right. isn't it? Like
1: Yeah, yeah. Central Valley. Yeah, we're farm country over here. Yeah. We're a bunch of farmers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, you would be a long t- like you said 4 hours is a long way to get to um get to a PT session, yeah. especially when you want to two, do it twice a week. Two days a
1: week. One. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I've been I've been searching around like my football buddies and stuff, seeing who they go to, stuff like that. I just, I haven't really pulled the trigger yet. I was kind of keen to asking you since you're a physio. What do you guys call it in Australia? Yeah,
0: physiotherapist. You guys call it a physical therapist. Physiotherapist. It's, oh, physical, it's the same yeah. thing. It's yeah. just for some reason everybody different name <laughs> yeah. for the stuff.
1: Yeah, like Honders and Hondas. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah okay we say honda you guys say honda okay honda <laughs> yeah i don't know I, the one that used to stand out was when um kevin Wyndham used to say it on the podium is it my american honda yeah and you're like the, wow okay
1: that's, that the alabama drawl that's
0: it yeah <laughs>
1: no. yeah southern
0: yeah but no look the physio side of things if you're that far away from somebody that's going to make things a bit difficult and like there is plenty of ways to do stuff um you know yourself as long as you've got a couple of little bits of bits of pieces of equipment and and basically just a little bit of um you know and you should have this just the persistence to do it you know like you've got to be persistent yeah. at doing it and not just go oh yeah that's that's good enough like you know i'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm yeah. actually living this at the moment i've got a broken hip that i'm recovering from myself um, oh really yeah yeah i had a big one so, not, yeah, not too you know many all about it. yeah yeah but you've Ugh. got to you've got to just basically push yourself and that's where lots of um lots of riders do tend to get into trouble is you 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 have the ability to push into the pain because we've all been there plenty of times but yeah, then we, we push so too we push too hard because we, we're too, too keen. Far, yeah. yeah yeah so you got to you that's got to,
1: exactly yeah
0: you got to be a bit measured in all yeah. this stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's the hardest part but no, I, yeah, I've been working every day, like just just trying to get range of motion back. Basically, just massaging it. Nothing crazy. No no spinning. Still nothing like that. Just yeah, just basically mas- massages and uh, yeah, just movement stuff. Barstool, barstool exercises, stretches, stuff like that. Just yeah, just nice. basic for now.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, that's all you meant to do. At the this doctors. Point
1: yeah yeah the doctor said there's quite a bit of cartilage damage so he says like literally don't do anything like obsessive no no bike rides nothing for at least like three four more weeks so So we're just chilling man
0: yeah the specialists get pretty protective of their their work at this early stage too especially when there's something that's a little bit more than what is normal sort of thing
1: yeah he was talking arthritis and i was like yeah is <laughs> it? Yeah, I was. I was just gonna wait it
0: out. Yeah, and that's probably safer. And you've got the time too at the moment. Like the races aren't. You know, you're basically at the end of the season. Yeah, so I mean,
1: I'm well. not getting getting pressed or paid to go racing. You know, like if I I show up at a a three or whatever, or it's three hours from my house, and we'll we'll go have fun with the family. Yeah, it's not the end of the world.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, do you do? Something else in the meantime to to make some some coin in the in between. Yeah, these things? Yeah. What do you do?
1: Yeah, so so my uh, whole family we are a bunch of almond farmers and pistachio farmers here in the Central Valley. So yeah, we run full time, man. So summer are get up.
0: So you're out tractoring or something like that to um, plow fields yeah, or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah? Lot, lots of tractoring. Yes.
0: Yeah, well, you can probably do that all right with the moment just yeah. sitting on your butt while while your hips recovering. So. <laughs>
1: yeah just the getting in and out yeah i've already i've already been checked down on that i was like come on man like let me go to work for a couple days i'll just i'll just drive the water truck around
0: <laughs> yeah the problem is getting out when you fall a no slow on the way down. I, <laughs>
1: I need to save it at least another couple of weeks, dude. I don't yeah. need to be falling out of nothing.
0: No, it's not a good, not advisable but at this point yeah, in time. It
1: does. It does suck just sitting here rotting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's my really, uh, internet uh, brushing connection. Brushing up on my
1: Spanish. <laughs> Spanish? Really? Got, <laughs> yeah. some, got some plans there? Yeah, gonna... yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Spanish speaking going on out here in the field, so I, yeah, I, just, I better get on my stuff. Uh,
0: fair enough, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> Look, you got the downtime, mate. Make use find a new skills. If Spanish yeah. is it, go for it. Yeah, I'm
1: trying, try, <laughs> trying something.
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair I enough.
1: Think, I think that'll benefit me more in the future than anything, so...
0: Yeah, well look, maybe if you um, you know, get deep into this uh P T, maybe you can learn a bit and you can pass on some knowledge in that area later on or something too. So Yeah,
1: seriously, huh?
0: You've you've had a few injuries, you probably know a fair bit by now, so yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've had a fair amount of doctors offices over there.
0: Uh, it's not where you want to be as a motocrosser, but you end up there too often. And you've been there a fair bit by the sounds of it. So yeah, anyway.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's part of the game,
0: man. Definitely is. Definitely is. Well, look, let's um let's just wrap this thing up quickly. Um, Is there anyone you'd like to thank at this point, you know, is where you've been with either doctors or sponsors and such? We always try and give you guys a chance to, oh, to list those out at the end of the interview here.
1: Yeah, I got all kinds of great people, like, in my corner and helping me. Like, obviously, my parents helped me out the most. And then the whole ATP, the whole team, mechanics, everybody, like, they're so great to me. Helping me with bikes and stuff and hauling my stuff around. And then uh, I got, like, my core sponsors, like Flow Vision, the goggles. Yep. And then, uh, obviously, Thor Gear and uh, Motion Pro helps me out a ton. Dunlop Tires. Um, Shoot. My grandparents helped me out a lot. Vandy uh, Vandypole Enterprises. Caldwell Concepts helps me out a ton and then yeah pretty much all the local support that's yeah. where it really comes from
0: yeah nice i was just thinking as you're doing those trying to remember the sponsors there it's probably been a while since you had to think of all those people for <laughs> to, to say them and i apologize for dropping that on the spot there for you but yeah
1: seriously man i've been doing the freaking chemical ratios uh, not dirt bike stuff
0: exactly well hopefully that can change here in the near future and you can get back to it and we hopefully we see you in uh oh, supercross man. next I'd, year i'd love
1: nothing else
0: yeah definitely i sure would Uh oh, well look man appreciate the time here quickly on the podcast and uh yeah look we'll um have to see hopefully see you on on the track at supercross in 23
1: yes sir thank you i
0: appreciate it no worries man thank you Hey, I'm Luke Neese, riding for the SGB Honda team, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. And we're back, guys and girls. Thanks for sticking around on the Always Moto Podcast. I just wanted to touch on a little bit further that interview there with Blaine, uh, a little bit short there when we got some of that information, but we didn't really explain too much about that FAI syndrome that uh, Blaine is going through, and he's had that surgery there for to, you know to correct the issue that's going on. So I just thought I'd just do a little bit of an extra uh, information read here about the the syndrome there. So FAI uh, meaning femoroacetabular impingement, basically meaning the femur and the acetabulum, which is the cup of the uh, of the hip joint that's in your pelvis there, uh, and it basically means that. Um, the two parts actually pinch together so in a certain particular movement usually into high flexion and internal rotation or just internal rotation the femur will actually impact onto the pelvis uh, when it shouldn't it shouldn't touch those two parts together and that can be for a couple of different reasons Uh, the most common one is that there is, or sorry, there's two more common ones. There's three types of them, but the two main types are where the actual ball of the femur is misshaped, as in it's meant to be obviously perfectly round. Which part is contacting the uh, inside of the acetabulum inside the joint there, but on the egg, on the the bit further out from that ball where it becomes into the neck of the femur, can actually get some. Uh, Misshaped and actual calcification growth that occurs on that part of the backside of the ball that's out of the joint, and that can then be the part that impacts into the into the acetabulum, as it, because it's not meant to be there. So it's essentially an overgrowth. The other part is that when that impacts up onto that uh, acetabulum, the acetabulum obviously you're impacting it, you're creating a damage point in the in the pelvis and the bone and the bone structure of that pelvis and then it can actually form calcification there as well so you can end up with like a little extra bony growth that sticks out from the top of the cup that then increases the chance of the femur hitting the pelvis aspect of this impacting point Uh, so you can get two overgrowths basically uh, that then need need to be removed now To have those things actually removed is requiring surgery. You've basically got to then grind away this extra bone growth. Now, whenever you're doing any grinding work to bone, there is then potential for regrowth of that bone. So normally what they would have to do, they would obviously on the pelvis one, they would just cut away that extra bone growth there, but they have to take a bit more than they would just, you know, they would like to in terms of just the actual growth part. They have to cut it back a bit further because they're going to also then encourage bone to regrow in that area. So to allow for that bone to regrow and remodel over there without going too far and impacting back onto the same issue again, they have to take a bit more of it. So they will go into the, um, you know, the existing pelvis, let's say, and that can then obviously cause a bit more pain and discomfort in it. Same as with the part when if they have to do on the backside of the ball of the femur aspect into the neck of the femur, they would then basically cut a big channel around the edge of it and grind that away behind the ball part so that it's taking away anything that could impact as you move into, f- into flexion and internal rotation of the of the hip. But again, you've then, in this instance, you've actually weakened the structure on the femur uh, femoral neck because you've taken away the bone that's there supporting that neck of the femur you've also then again created a point where the body will remodel the bone and actually grow more bone there again. So they again have to take a fair bit of that actual neck to get it to when it does remodel and grow back that it doesn't then create the same problem over again. And in some instances that can happen. You can have this procedure done with a surgeon, have them clean you all up. You'll be working perfectly fine as in you got your range of motion back, no pain, and then all of a sudden in a couple of months to a couple of years, you'll find that it starts to creep its way back in and that's the body has then started to regrow that bone in that area in a sense that's over the top again and you're actually now starting to impact again and people then potentially have to have this done again down the track. So ideally, this is where Blaine's recovery that we sort of touched on a little bit starts to come into play in that he has to do very minimal tasks in these first few weeks, nothing to push those two points together again so that they don't impact, one, for pain, and two, for accelerating that bone remodeling process again. It's obviously going on no matter what, but you don't need to impact them and create damage, which then creates remodeling to occur even quicker. So he has to be very limited in this early stage so that he doesn't cause that issue and basically encourage it to come back too soon. So he has to do very limited tasks. He's allowed to do a certain set amount of, Id- of activities and, and exercises. And that's always set by the specialist who did the surgery because they'll have a particular knowledge, obviously, of what they did while they are in there, but also that have, has worked previously to prevent people having to come back and have this redone down the track. So he'll be he's got a very set list and Blaine has actually shared that with me since we've spoken on the podcast and I reviewed that with him and it's a quite extensive list. He's, he's very limited on what he's allowed to do in the first few weeks. but he is actually allowed to do a surprising amount of things as well on the flip side. so but he just had the, the, the tasks are specific in terms of what movement and what direction and in what rate and no load, all these sorts of things to prevent irritation to it before it's ready to go so there's a fair bit that goes on with this um, femoral acetabular impingement or FAI syndrome uh, and lots of people will have it the easy way to figure out if you have it and you might not even realize because you might not actually go into that position too often but you might just occasionally when you're in a corner and your leg is out to the side with your knee bent, and you might sort of have the bike sort of drop away as in it's like pushing the front and you're sort of almost gonna crash and your your leg gets jammed up towards, your knee will come up towards your chest, and then maybe your foot goes away from your body a little bit, away from the bike, and you'll get a sharp pain in there. And that might be how you've started this and then it works its way along. It'll just always be there when you get into that deeper position of like a, a pushing the front moment and the foot goes out to the side. But you can test yourself just sitting in a chair. Uh, if you're sitting in in the car, probably don't do it while you're driving. It's not advisable. To take your foot off the pedal or away from the brake. But if you're in the passenger seat or you're sitting at your desk at work listening to this, um, you, if you're just sitting there, so your knees are at 90 degrees, so they're bent um, around the chair and sitting, your feet are on the floor. Just take one leg um, away from the midline, as in, so keep your 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 femur will stay, your upper thigh will stay sitting in contact with your chair, but try and move your foot directly out to the side, as in it makes it into an internal rotation position. So they're basically moving your one foot away from your other. Um, So if you put your feet together, starting point, and then move that one foot away as far as you can, out to the side, keeping your thigh in contact with your chair. And if you can't do that very much at all, or it pinches and gives you pain, there you go. You've probably got an FAI going on in there. Um, So it's something to consider and work out. But in many cases, most people don't actually need any treatment done. Um, Certain... Uh, in terms of surgical intervention but certain exercises and core strengthening and glute strengthening will help manage how much that impacts you know the person being having any actual pain syndrome uh, symptoms but for many people you'll have it i i have it in both hips i don't need anything done i just know about it when i get to that position of like a low of pushing the front and the leg gets pulled out to the side and i'm jammed up and I get that little bit of a sharp pain. Uh, and I know that I have that because, one, I could test myself and I knew that I was there, but two, obviously, with my recent injuries, uh, I've been getting lots of pelvic uh, x-rays and CTs and stuff to make sure that my hip is actually recovering from the broken f- neck of femur, uh, and I've obviously seen it then on the x-rays and, and CTs that I've had done that I actually have it, um, some extra bone growth on the pelvis, so the ones that are coming out the top of the acetabulum. Uh, which is annoying um, but nothing that I need to be too concerned about at this point in in my life Um, and it's not giving me day-to-day issues so I don't have to worry about it and that's the thing with lots of these injuries guys and girls out there listening you can have lots of findings on different scans but unless you're actually symptomatic doesn't mean you necessarily have to actually do anything about it. But obviously in Blaine's case, uh, it was causing him pain, causing him restriction, preventing him from being able to ride to his full potential. So he's gone and done something about it, which is an awesome way of him preparing himself to be ready to go for the next season. He already had those injuries there in Supercross that he talked about with his ankles, uh, and he's just taken this time to get himself fully fully ready to to race um, so that the body is as, you know, pain free and able to be reach his maximum physical capacity before he gets back out on the bike. So very interesting interview there. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to be in touch with Blaine over the next few weeks and help him out with some of the recovery things that he has questions about and maybe get a further update on him before he gets back out on the track uh, ready for 2023 supercross, or maybe he does some uh, just some nationals or something. We'll see how it goes in that big scheme of the recovery process. Cause he's still got, quite a ways to go with that um, based on the timeframes that his surgeon has set, which is going to take sort of three months for him minimum to be back to a point where he might be able to get back on a bike. So still a bit of time for him to go. He's only three weeks into that surgery um, from from post-op from that surgery that he's just had. So still a bit of time for him to go. All right. And that's our show. So just wanted to add that little bit extra there into the explanation of what that FAI syndrome was for Blaine. But it's been another awesome show this week. Hopefully you guys and girls have got something out of it, not just in terms of the information about the injury list for the last round, but also maybe that last definition uh, description there around that FAI might give you something to think about in terms of some of the injuries that other people might have out there or you, even yourself. So it's been an awesome show. Don't forget um, to send in your, your T-shirt orders so that we can get that show, uh, keep the show being promoted and supported. Uh, and we want to see those shirts out at the track in the next few weeks when you guys have got them, all that have come out to you in the post in the last few days or so. Um, so, And also, please, um, with the podcast, we want to make sure that you are subscribed to the feed that you're listening to via your favorite podcast app. Uh, We have had an issue with Spotify this week where we've disappeared off their list. I'm not sure what's going on there. I'm in touch with Spotify and we hope we'll have that resolved shortly. But make sure you subscribe to the feed um, so that you keep up with all the next episodes that we put out here at the Always Moto Podcast. Subscribe to us or follow us on your favorite social media app. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Just search Always Moto and then subscribe. With the podcast, if your app allows, please leave us a rating. That will help us be promoted within the app so that more people can find us. And it means a lot to us if you can leave us a rating. We get a message. We get alerted. It's awesome. We love it. Please do so. Um, We love that support from everybody out there. Don't forget to check out all of our written articles over on fullnoise.com.au. We do a version of the emergency department over there in a written sense. Uh, And we also do some product inspection. So if you have a product out there that you would like us to inspect and do a podcast and a YouTube video and a Full Noise article, by all means, get in touch. Send us a DM, send us an email. That's always moto2019 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from all of these different companies out there to test your products and provide a a physical physiotherapist point of view as to why it's good or not useful in terms of different aspects of injury or injury prevention Um, so we give a fair opinion of that and just a different take we've got that experience we've got that uh, qualification there to look at these things in a different light Uh, so we like to put that out there for people to help understand why they're putting on certain gear or using a certain product on their motorcycle to improve their performance But that's it for another show, guys and girls. Thanks for listening. And remember, you've got to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I will probably be seeing you right here in the emergency department. Peace out, guys.